Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18+. plus. KingofPodcasts.com proudly presents... The Wrestling Is Real Is Real Podcast. Because wrestling needs us. Podcasting from the Amazon is real.com studios in South Florida, USA. King of podcasts here after Thanksgiving. We are coming up on December the 1st as you listen to the program here at King of Podcasts. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoy the instrumental here. Of course, the song of the day that everybody's jamming to right now. Black Beatles, the mannequin challenge, all that going online. I'm not doing the mannequin thing because I don't want to stand still. But I'm sure all of you are enjoying all the good stuff that's going on here. When it comes down to, you know, Christmas shopping, Black Friday's already said and done. And everybody's getting themselves ready to go. So, wrestling... Until last week, when I was really uh, up and at it and talking about the new normal of WWE, well, just like that, somebody's paying attention over there in Stanford and Titan Towers because there were a few things that were going on today which were quite interesting. So I'm happy to see that going on. So that being said, okay, we're here on another week. We have a couple of pay-per-views coming up this weekend that we're going to discuss we have Ring of Honor's Final Battle 2016, the final pay-per-view of Ring of Honor's schedule for the year. Basically, the end of Ring of Honor's storylines and all the stuff that's going on, because then they basically take about a good you know month off, or more or less. Not a month off, but really nothing much comes up after that. And for us here on the show, we basically take a hiatus from it. Also, a SmackDown pay-per-view in WWE's TLC it's coming up this weekend. And then, what is it, two weeks after that? We have Roadblock, end of the line, which will be coming up after that. So we'll go ahead and tap into all those things tonight. We'll have a Royal Rant. Tonight's Royal Rant will be, did the new normal finally turn a corner? Because a few promising things out of what I must say was the best Monday Night Raw of the year. Better than the after WrestleMania show. Better than when, you know, just, it was. I say better than the brand split uh, start of the episode. That's what, I, better than the draft episode. I'm telling you, best episode of the year 
And I'm not even talking about Raw like everybody else does. I don't make it a point to just talk about it. But it's just, this week it was. I give it credit. If you saw what I wrote on Twitter, at King of Podcasts, you saw I was really interested in it. You know, I really paid attention. They caught my eye on a handful of things this time around. After the show that was hot-shotted last week, they did some things that, you know, you know, it was like something happened there where a few things kind of finally clicked. Somebody snapped some fingers over there, and something clicked over there because, I don't know, explain. We will dissect some of the things that really stood out. And also this week, we're going to do this. We are reformatting the way that we do talking about the TV shows. Okay? If I talk about, well, I'm not talking about Lucha Underground. What I'm going to do is I'm going to catch up on all the episodes. One thing I can tell you that's brand new, that's, I got to tell you that's brand new good news, is that AT&T Universe finally just got the El Rey Network. Finally. It took two years to get this on the air. But finally, AT&T Universe finally got a deal. AT&T Universe now has El freaking Ray Network. And I forget what channel it's on. I know that Pop is on 1185. And I forget which channel. Yeah, I just forget which channel El Ray's on. I've got to go back and look. But if I'm looking on the channels, there's a bunch of things that are going on. Interesting now, I just passed by uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I have not seen in a while. But I got to go look for the show. I can't remember where it is. Oh, 11.54. For those of you that are looking, 11.54 is now... We're 1.54 for the standard definition. 11.54 for the high definition. El Rey Network now on AT&T Universe. So, yes. Very good news. Love that. So, let me get back to my point. We're now going to be doing the segment, which is normally our recaps. No more of the five-minute recaps. And no more of the strictly, let's just run down Raw, run down SmackDown. We're not doing that either. What we're going to be doing is, it's still going to be a TV recap. Very much the same like you're used to. Except, we're now going to be grading. We're going to be doing hits and misses, basically. The hits and misses kind of deal is this. Any TV takeaways of all the wrestling of the week. Okay, whether it's Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, or WWE. They will get three grades, three three notifications, okay? We will either, and this is going to be with the Royal, you know, the King of Podcasts theme, right? We will give either a number one, we will either award it a crowning accolade or a crowning achievement. I'm not sure which one I like better, but a CA. So that means it's something good, and I give them a crown. Because I think they did a damn good job with the segment. Or a storyline. Or something. Second classification, notable. So if there's something that's newsworthy that should be brought up and something that we should discuss. Doesn't have to be necessarily, oh wow, amazing. But something that stands out that should be made mention on the show. Notable. Okay? And then, royal fail. <laughs> the stuff that's shit. <laughs> the stuff that sucks. Royal Fail, RF. That will be the classification of that. So again, we'll be doing TV takeaways. That'll be the final segment of the program. And again, three classifications. Crowning Accolade, Notable, or Royal Fail. And those will be what you'll have right there. And I hope these are classifications that you'll enjoy. 
And I hope what you'll also do is the following. I want to get a little more interaction to the show, especially for 2017. So this is something I ask of all of you in the audience. Check this out. Now, if there is anything in terms of the music that we play on the program, of course, the instrumental to the shows, if there is a song you would like me to find as an instrumental that you would like me to put as the open to the show, you see now that over the last, what, seven, eight months, I have been changing the instrumental music that goes underneath the voiceover guy saying, you know, the, the spiel, right? So this week, Black Beatles is on, and we've done Future, and we've done a lot of hip-hop songs, but if there's other songs you could think of that you think we should include, then by all means, go ahead and pick a song. And if I can put it in there, I'll take it. So I want you all to keep that in mind. Go ahead and offer me instrumentals. What I also want is that during the week of the show, if you can get them in beforehand or if you want to get them in afterwards, what I ask for you is this, okay? If you have your own TV takeaway, crowning accolade, notable or royal fail, okay? And remember, you know, if you got to abbreviate them, fine. C-A-N-B-L or R-F, you can tweet them to me at King of Podcasts, okay? Or you can email them, kingofpodcasts at yahoo.com. Or even better yet, you can go ahead and hit the call us out link. Click on the call us out link and fill out the form. Contact form takes you right to my email. I'll get the emails the same way. So I want to be able to interact with you guys this week. And I'm going to tell you what. We're going to do something fun as well, as I do every year on this program. If you haven't noticed, since we're doing the Amazon is Real deal, I've been giving away Amazon gift cards. Well, it's that time of the year again. Therefore, and you can just ask people that have won this contest and they've won a chance to go ahead and get an Amazon gift card. I'm going to give away a $25 Amazon gift card here on the show. Okay? And this is going to be to start our TV takeaway segment. Okay. So again, if you guys follow along, remember it's three classifications, crowning accolade, notable or Royal fail. Give me one of those, send it in an email or tweet it to me at King of podcasts and any responses I get back will qualify. You will enter you into the drawing for a $25 Amazon gift card. Now, I'm going to also do another thing special, okay? Here it is. We're going to go to headlines right now, presented by AmazonIsReal.com. Of course, Christmas is here. Time to get some presents, baby. And I already did all my shopping. And I'll tell you one of the best little gift deals I learned about this week, which I didn't do last year, but I thought about it. You know, the gift cards are nice. And I did Amazon gift cards last year. But what I was thinking about, was I'd like to find a nice little way so I just don't give away a gift card. I wanted to make it a little special and a little different. So what I wanted to find out was, does Amazon do anything special besides being able to email the gift cards or send them out? Okay. What I wanted to know was, is there a way for them to give it to me? You know, like how some people like to put it in a card or maybe put it in a little gift box, right? Well, Amazon does that. You can actually order 
an Amazon gift card box. Just search for that at AmazonIsRoyal.com. Amazon gift card box. And then the normal amounts that you know you can get for the Amazon gift card, $25, $50, $100 and more. You can get the card, a physical card, to go ahead and give to someone for Christmas. Okay? And it will come in a nice gift box. And it comes in several different variations. There's a Christmas version, and there's a black box with an orange bow on it. It's really cool. And I just got them. I had a couple of $50 gift cards, a couple of $25 gift cards. So I have those. And I wanted to go ahead and do something nice so that when I put them under a Christmas tree or I give them to somebody for Christmas, then they get something nice. How about that, huh? So there you go. Christmas gift cards through AmazonIsrael.com. It's a great idea. So if you need to find a present, let me tell you, I was reading something Dollar Shave Club puts their little newsletter out when they send their, the, the, the razors and the, the blades every month. Well, in their bathroom minutes section, they actually mention the fact that, you know, psychologists talk about the fact that when you go to the stores and you're shopping for Christmas stuff, do you always notice it's the same shit every year? The same shaving kits, socks, lotions, you know, gift baskets. It's the same shit over and over. The only thing that really makes a difference is, you know, what things might come up in terms of pop culture, novelty, like T-shirts or, you know, different merchandise, like WWE merchandise, right? All that kind of stuff. It changes a bit, but really the basic stuff you get for mom and dad, the stuff that you get for family, for friends, sometimes it is the same shit. It is exactly the same shit. So with that said, I always think about the fact that, you know, I don't want to keep just looking at that all the time. So my idea is, so if you're going to just do something that is the same old, same old, the good thing is, is that if you get an Amazon gift card, you know all the stuff that's on Amazon anyway that you can buy. There's so much. Let them buy something. It's a great present. AmazonIsrael.com. Go buy an Amazon gift card box. The box comes with the card. So go get it, really. It'll be fun. So a name from the past in WWE is back once again. Percy Watson is now announcing on NXT. He joins the NXT announce team. Who thought he was going to come back? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Moving along, Linda McMahon is being considered for a possible role in the presidential administration of Donald Trump. She was seen in a New York City meeting with Trump alongside Senator Dan, Dan Coates of Indiana, former Georgia Governor Sonny Perdue, and retired, retired General John Kelly. She told the press the meeting was to talk about entrepreneurship, job creation, and the Small Business Administration. As we all know, the McMahons have known the Trumps going back to WrestleMania 4 and 5 when Vince held WrestleMania at Trump Plaza in back-to-back -back years. And, of course, you remember the 2007 storyline at WrestleMania, the Battle of the Billionaires, so that was really fun and great. Ric Flair has agreed on a new contract with WWE, according to PW Insider. He should be a regular on the Raw brand excuse me, after endorsing new Raw, Raw, Raw Women's Champion Sasha Banks this week. And that appearance was just added to the show hours before Raw went live. Interesting.
Apparently, we're learning who Samoa Joe's opponent for NXT TakeOver is going to be. There's going to be a series of matches that are going to be held to determine the number one contender for Samoa Joe's NXT Championship. And the matches they are were Ty Dillinger against Eric Young, Andre Cien Almas against Noe Jose, Roderick Strong versus Elias Sampson, and Bobby Roode versus Oni Lorcan. I'm not going to tell you who wins the match, but we'll just tell you that there's going to be some things going on where we will find out who the winner will be. It's glorious. Okay. Bobby Roode's going to go and take on Tomojo at TakeOver. So, look, I just pulled it through there. Sorry I did it. All right. Raw's rating for Monday night was 3.1 million viewers. It's been the highest since football season began. How about that? The only show that was a little bit higher than that was Goldberg's WWE return slightly. So there you go. And that's, of course, what the Falls Count Anywhere women's title match to close out the night. So here's the numbers, by the way, the breakdown. 3.2 million viewers, hour one. 3.1 million viewers, hour two. 3.0 million viewers, hour three. Still stayed at 3 million. Still, that's pretty respectable. And the reason is because of the fact that the show did well. I mean, come on. They did good things on this show. Raw on Monday night. Best show of 2016 and arguably best show I've seen in a few years. I mean, it was just because of a number of things that went on during the show. And a couple of things that stood out were it wasn't even the matches. It was the fact that Creative finally did a little bit more of something that felt more spontaneous, that felt more interesting, that kind of made people look at, oh, wait, where are they? What are they doing? You know, they do the backstage stuff sometimes, and they do things where things are going on. You know, I just think that WWE right now, their production budget is so tight, wad, especially during the off season. You know, WrestleMania season's not here yet, and, you know, they're just coming off a show that's post-Thanksgiving, so are they really going to give a shit what's going on? They should, because they got a couple of pay-per-views to still fill up for. They have WWE Network programming they're launching. So they have the 205 Live series they launched this week. So they have a lot of things that are going on. So the programming on the network to generate list, what, viewers excuse me, and the things to generate people to watch the network for the pay-per-views, they realize they have to do more than what they do. Now, SmackDown didn't do so much. But on Raw, there was a couple of moments that I felt like, you know what, if we saw more of this, then shit, maybe we could give a shit more. Because it's fine what they do when it comes down to everything with what they did this week. Let's start off with the first thing. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Okay. Attention to detail. Doing stories and doing things that make interest. A few things that happened. Three things that stood out to me besides the women's title match and the tag team title match. Okay, when you're looking at Jericho and Rollins backstage, the jump by Rollins onto Jericho, the Cesaro Sheamus bar fight, I thought was really good. Now I heard Don Tony Kevin Castle make mention it looked like something the same old, same old, not believable, but that's the point. 
These guys are meant to be larger than life. And yes, you, sp- you spin the truth a little bit, you stretch it out. And the other thing, too, the other thing after that was the interview with Paul Heyman by Michael Cole regarding Brock Lesnar's loss to Goldberg as Survivor Series. A couple of things happened out of it. They were just not stories just to put stories together. Okay. I go back a few months when we saw Heath Slater and Rhino coming together. Remember that? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And seeing them, yes, the whole idea of getting them to the tag team titles. The whole point is that if you're doing... Some kind of a storyline. You're doing some kind of a skit, a segment, an angle. Something that's supposed to stand out. It should lead to something. These three segments on Raw led to something. It actually made something happen. Okay? So let's review those three things today on the Royal Rat. Number one that stands out to me is the Brock Lesnar-Goldberg storyline. Okay, when you look at Paul Heyman and how he looked on camera for the interview that he did with Michael Cole, he's unshaven, looks like he hasn't slept, bloodshot eyes, all that going on looks great. Let me pull up real quick what was said out of that announcement. I just need to bring this up real quick because, like I said, this was really damn good. Paul Heyman, when asked what happened to Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series in his match with Goldberg, Heyman says they screwed up. There's no denying it. They took Goldberg lightly. He says fantasy warfare just got real. Goldberg is a relic that stepped back in the ring after 12 years, and they thought it was going to be the easiest payday of Brock's career. And then Heyman says from the gate, Goldberg hit the spear, cracked Lesnar's ribs. Then when you can't breathe, you can't fight. Cole asks how Lesnar's dealing with all this. Says Cole doesn't care. Heyman is emotional here, and he really sells this shit good. Heyman says this is part of Lesnar's legacy now. It goes in the record books. He got beaten less than two minutes. Like, my whole thing was last week was really, what are they going to do to make Brock Lesnar look good after all this? Because it was a short match. He looked embarrassed. He looked bad. Now, here's what they did. Heyman says they have had ups and downs, but this is embarrassing. 
Lesnar has put in the mindset that he has something to prove. That scares Heyman because that moment can define you, destroy you, or drive you to greater heights than you've ever achieved before. And he tells Cole to think about what a Lesnar with something to prove is going to be capable of. This is Paul Heyman really in a position to have to get Brock Lesnar over after this. Did a tremendous job. This was very well portrayed and put. To look at Heyman's face and to look at him trying to convey this message was fantastic. This was gold. And I haven't seen this in a long damn time. So TV takeaway, crowning accolade right here, baby. Number one for Paul Heyman speaking on behalf of Brock Lesnar. Now, moving along. Heyman says we that I don't think anybody's ever seen this sign of Brock Lesnar. So when he when Cole asks him what's next, Heyman says if Lesnar has something to prove, he's going to prove it at the Royal Rumble. So basically he says Goldberg's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar will be in the Royal Rumble. So at the end of this this interview, which was pretty good, very well done, very well put together, we have an end result. The end goal of this interview, number one, was to get Brock Lesnar back his heat, get back his glory. Paul Heyman, as a manager, as the advocate, is capable of doing that. So he does it here. He gets them back on, on track. Brock Lesnar now... You get the feeling like, okay, he just isn't burnt, beaten down and broken. Now you get that whole feeling like, oh, shit. Think about what's going to happen. He has all everything to prove, nothing to lose. Now he's a real threat and a menace. Like, he's been taking it easy for a long time. Now Brock Lesnar is going to be seen in a different light when we see him next. Now they're going to have to convey that in the ring. But he also responds quickly to this by immediately going ahead and saying, okay, here we go. Brock Lesnar's in the Royal Rumble, in the match. Same match as Goldberg. The shit's going to hit the fan. And now Royal Rumble, basically, for the next, what? Seven weeks or whatever, eight weeks? The next eight weeks, yeah, pretty much. Now you have... The set, basically the guarantee you're going to sell out the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. That shit right there will sell the Royal Rumble match. The fact that you know those two fuckers are going to be in that match, that sells it. You know you're going to have title matches. You know you're going to have a lot of other things going on. We know The Undertaker's probably going to have a match there. But off the bat, two months ahead, you got that to think about over the holidays. Goldberg, Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble match. So now you're guaranteed you're not going to have them for a short amount of time. You're going to probably have them in there for a while. You're going to get a good showing from both. You're going to see both of these guys look dominant. I mean, Brock Lesnar, if he comes into this match, is going to look really badass. And when's the last time we saw Brock Lesnar in a Royal Rumble match? That right there is exciting. On top of the surprises, that's the other thing, too. Do we really need a lot of surprises? Like, this match could really be, you know, the fact they're going to have some confrontations of who... The people... Think about it like this. Look at all the people you're going to have 
the opportunities in WWE right now to get instant confrontations with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg without having to book them in an actual match. That right there, if it's done correctly, will be amazing. So in a time where we're in the middle of the offseason, honestly, when do we ever see a whole lot going on where there's some interest into what's going on getting into WrestleMania season during the holidays because it's not paid important? Now, maybe the brand split has something to do with it. Maybe. But of course, this is interpromotional. This has nothing. The Brock Lesnar and Goldberg have no bounds. Yeah, Brock Lesnar is supposedly, you know, supposedly raw, but of course, he doesn't go on every raw pay per view. He only goes on the main four pay per views. So, at Royal Rumble, you get him here with Goldberg. You know, you're going to have Undertaker. If they mention that match coming up pretty soon, they'll probably do that right when January comes around. They, they'll probably hold something back because they want another big announcement to happen after Royal Rumble. They always do that, right? That first January show right after uh, Christmas, right after New Year's, they always make something big out of it, right? So the thing is, you have that going on, okay? And it's creating buzz. Because let me tell you something. Once we saw, after Survivor Series... I mean, I looked at my downloads, and you know what? My downloads, sometimes it really depends on what's going on. If there's real things that are going on people are interested in, then guess what? Numbers just drop. My numbers don't get as high as they normally would unless it's newsworthy, unless things are going on. So maybe I, I think about it as the fact that, you know, when people come to this show, when things are going on, when things are interesting, when wrestling is interesting, then they'll come and find my show. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it so much. All these years. Now, you had that going on. And normally then you would feel like, okay, so the rest of the year is going to be kind of a ho-hum because last couple of years we get one more pay-per-view. That's TLC. It's whatever it is. And then nothing goes on for about three weeks. Except this time around, we have several pay-per-views coming up. We have a bunch of specials and things going on. The network doesn't stop from continuing to build new programming. So you have that to work on for you. And then you have this match set up for Royal Rumble so far ahead of time. And that's also because Royal Rumble, they're trying to make a big deal out of it. They really want to promote this show. They're doing the thing now, starting back at SummerSlam, where the SummerSlam model, when it's not WrestleMania, the SummerSlam model of doing three back-to-back shows in the same venue in a big city is the idea. So Royal Rumble will have three different shows. We'll have the TakeOver show. We'll have the pay-per-view, and we'll have the Raw after. And if I'm correct, I forget if Santa's going to have the SmackDown after, or it'll be somewhere close by, but still it'll be a live show. Really making the most of that crowd and that venue multiple times. The one thing is, if they can do multiple times in the same venue, really save the costs, that they can book a building for a couple of nights, you know, probably costs less for them anyway in the long run, plus the kind of gate they're going to get because if they're in a big town, and you know that all these fans are not going to be able to make all three shows, but they'll be there for a particular show. Good for them. Because also, this is the type of audience they have. The NXT crowd brings in a different audience. The, the, the pay-per-view crowd will bring in a different audience. And the families come for the Raw show. 
it just kind of comes out like that. It really does. There is a system behind their magic. So again, the thought of doing every quarter, you have one big weekend of events, and that will give you big gates, big merchandise selling, big everything. So you have these four big events, four a, month, a year, and then you really build up on it. So like you get that WrestleMania gate, you see how big it is. And if the other three pay-per-view events around those weekends add up to at least what WrestleMania gets you, then shit, that's a lot of profit. The whole thing is their system now has changed to the fact they have the brand split, and that was done specifically for the TV show. And now they do need to continue to build the other shows. So what is interesting is that, you know, you definitely have different storylines on both shows. You definitely have the split on both shows. So when you're looking, it's really interesting where the pay-per-views are so close together. Now, the good thing is they're not going to put as many pay-per-views as they did next year. They're going to cut down a bit. Because the truth is, to see, okay, Raw, they're planning on TLC the next week coming the weekend coming up there's gonna be backlash in a couple weeks and then smackdown there's planning for tlc that week and then you're having all that go on and you're saying to yourself wow there's a lot to go on a lot to keep up with so keep that in mind it's a lot to keep up with and so you have a lot going on on both brands so there are things you can be doing if you're constantly promoting and pushing storylines to lead towards that big matchup at the next pay-per-view it's going to work out. That's the whole idea. Now, let's continue with the other two things that really stood out this week, the other crowning achievement, if you will. Jericho and Rollins, because with that, I'm not want to go. In, I'll, I'll go into the TV takeaways about what happened prior to, but the jump. Because remember, Jericho is getting all upset because of what happened with Owens earlier in the night. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he's coming out with a list, Jericho. And then there's the whole thing about somebody in the background, which we don't understand who it is, because Rollins almost disguises his voice. He says. Did I make it on the list? And all of a sudden, the reaction from the crowd live for Seth Rollins, who we didn't know was going to come back. Now, this is a little bit of a royal fail. Rollins, again, it's like a no-sell of that apron bomb. Apron bomb used to make Sami Zayn go out for a couple of weeks. John Cena would be out for a couple of weeks. Seth Rollins, for some reason, is freaking CrossFit Jesus is able to come right back in seven days twice off of an apron bomb. So that's starting to become something that just doesn't really, it's becoming a weakened move. It's a weak move now. Now it's a move that basically Kevin Owens can do any time in a match. It's not like Randy Orton and the punt. Okay. It's not like a table shot or, you know, getting thrown to the announcer's table. Okay. Now the apron bomb has been made to look weak. And unfortunately, that's how it's going to always look. So it might incapacitate a wrestler the night of and neutralize that wrestler. But then that person is going to come back. It's not as brutal or as devastating 
a move as it once was perceived. For whatever reason, the move from NXT to the main roster changed the impact of that move. But now, let's get back to what I was talking about, the real good part. The fact that Rollins beat the tar out of Jericho. And you see, most likely, what will be set up for a match between Rollins and Jericho because the idea was, for T- for Ro- Roadblock, that storyline right there was meant to circle around the four main guys they want to have focusing around the WWE Universal Championship. I said the Universal Championship. I know Owens had a little trouble getting that out of his mouth on Monday. But anyways, so they set up what they did with Roman. And they're going to have those guys swap opponents. So Rusev doesn't have an opponent right now. Roman Reigns doesn't have anybody else. But he's been kind of paired up with Rons as of late from the Survivor Series build, right? So now you're still working off of that. So now you already had matches where Reigns and Rons teamed up against Owens and Jericho. Now you're going to split them up and have individual matches for them. And what you did was you had some brutal beatdowns. So Jericho and Rollins leads us then to a pretty interesting roadblock match coming up. Well, yeah, Rollins and Jericho will be a pretty interesting match leading up. And then Owens will take on Roman Reigns for the title. So those are a couple of good matches. And they have set them up pretty well to get people ready for them, which is good. That I like. So you did that, and now you have an angle, which in two weeks, you just got to do a little more build-up for Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, and a little more build-up for Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins to make two quality matches for people to give a shit about coming up at Roadblock End of the Line. Good. Number three is Cesaro and Sheamus. Because right now, look, I mean, you're just going to put them in the mid-card right now. I mean, if you really wanted to do something with them, the last few months, you had the thing where Cesaro and Sheamus have been this long storyline together. So here's the thing now. Believe it or not, when I first started bullshitting about calling bullshit on the best of seven match, Okay, I don't know how they were, how far they were going to go along with Cesaro and Sheamus on this, but they did this. You had their matches, which I felt meant nothing. Then we progress along to Foley saying, "Well, we're going to make you guys." Uh, we, you know, there was no winner out of the final match, which still boggles me, boggles my mind anyway. But then they, you know, Foley just makes some kind of a compromise, puts them together as a tag team. To go after the tag team titles. So we get to that point. And now. When we kept thinking about. The whole storyline of having Cesaro and Sheamus as a tag team. And having them bicker and fight with each other. I don't even know when they made the point of saying. Where Cesaro and Sheamus no longer have to tag with each other. That they can now break it off. I guess it was after they had their tag team title shot. And they lost. But the idea is, is that you did this bar fight scene and you had them talking about, you know, they meet each other randomly over at the bar. 
and they're saying, okay, so we did what we did, and they're bickering at each other again. And then the people around the back, which, by the way, Tessa Blanchard, uh, Tully Blanchard's daughter looking amazing, like I'm just saying. She's sitting back there, and then there's all the things being talked about how Cesaro and Seamus, they were made to look like shit. They were embarrassed after what they did. And so all these people started talking trash about them, and everybody at the bar is laughing. So you have them, you have Cesaro and Seamus decide, okay, don't lose your cool. But then one person gets, so Seamus starts getting shit talked. Cesaro calms him down. The other way around, yes, it's predictable. Yes, you know where it's going to go. But I thought it was done fine. I was fine with the camera angles. I was fine with the whole thing. I like the I like the fight. Listen, these guys are big, big asses, right? They're big mothers, okay? They're supposed to be able to fuck people up. So good. Let's get them going. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get them showing that they can, they, they can do something. So you see them obliterate a whole bar of people. And it looked good. You have, you know, Seamus throwing somebody through a wall and Cesaro hitting people around and just like, they're just destroying people left and right. Good. I love it. Now, we have all that happening. Okay. And then we have an end result to the fight. And the end result is Cesaro and Seamus are finally going to just say, hey, we're going to stick together. We're going to keep together as a tag team. Probably the best thing they're going to do. The company has done such a bad job using them as singles partner, uh, singles for a long time, by the way. But these guys together, I think people will give a shit about, and they kind of are. So hopefully where it's going to go on after this is that these guys are going to go after each other for the tag team titles and that whenever happens, the demolition records broken by the new day and this is our own shame get another chance at the titles and they win them. They finally win those belts and they go after things. Cause I think if you have them going on with a title run and then, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus, you know, have a bunch of opponents that they can take on Anderson and gals could be the next opponents for them. They could have, you know, not only are you going to have a whole lot of opponents for them, but the thing is, at least you have more to do with them. And it's not a bad place to be. So there you have it. Three things that I really enjoyed that were creative, at least different. Now, I'm not saying they're completely brand new. and But again, wrestling is just like it is. Wrestling does the same thing. They always kind of like use certain situations and they just play off of it. Well, good. That's fine with me. And so, let's continue that. Let's put a little money in, take a little time, orchestrate, and put together some fucking storylines. 
We don't need them to have them talk, 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 talk. Let them have situations. Create angles. Create situations. Create segments to make us give a shit. Because look, right now, Roadblock on the line looks like the better built pay-per-view right now. And Royal Rumble is now looking a lot better. And that's great. Look at that. Positive. No cynicism here today. There will be a little bit later on, but I'm just saying I'm being positive right now for a change. Wow. Isn't that a change from the norm? So I'm glad to see that. That's good. So anyway, there's a royal rant. Let's go ahead and do our first ever TV takeaways. Now, remember, just to remind you what's going on here, we're going to go through the shows in whichever order of the side, but WWE will be last. Okay. And all I'm going to do is this. We're going to go through my observations of the shows this week, and they're going to be graded. That was the word I was looking for. Not classified, graded. They're going to have three grades. Okay? They're either going to be a CA, a crowning accolade, which means it'll be something that just those three things on the Royal Rana talked about. Those were crowning accolades. The other grade is notable, which is not a pass or fail, not a hit or miss. It's just something that is newsworthy, noteworthy, that should be mentioned. Because it happens, and this is something that we should know about when it comes to storylines, when it comes to things that are going on. Things that are progressing along. That's notable. The other grade is royal fail. When something is complete shit, it sucks, it's stupid, it's dumb, I can't believe I spent time watching it, royal fail. Now, we're going to go through the shows, and we're going to use this. So quickly, a little bit of TNA, a little bit of Ring of Honor. Still, this will probably be less than five-minute recaps because of how I'm going to use this. So interesting that EC3, they had a big match with him and Eli Drake. So I don't know if this storyline goes away where Eli Drake and EC3 are now having going after each other. And at a stipulation going on with the well, number one contenders match and Eli Drake giving up something. Meanwhile, EC3 would have to give up uh, the title shot. So Eli Drake threatening to go voiceless for the rest of the year. He can't talk. He can't go dummy. Yeah, it's just a fact of life. At least it's only for the rest of the year. It's only for, what, a few more weeks? That's okay. Don't make fun of that, whatever. And then he comes back in January. He starts mouthing off. So that's notable. Royal fail. The BCC feud with the Broken Hardys, I just can't stand it. It just sucks. It does suck. It's just like, I mean, Eddie Kingston's fine. Like The thing is, is that we saw that group that him and Homicide and, and I forget who else was in. I forget the name of that group was, but I remember they did the whole slasher kind of like real like clown face. I forget what it was. I forget what they were called. But I just remember there was the same idea with Eddie Kingston being in some other evil faction and this with James Storm and, and Magnus just, it's or excuse me, Bram just feels odd. There's really nothing to it. It just, it, it's one of the weaker things TNA's done this year. It's aces and eights bad. It is. It's aces and eights bad. Pretty much there. It's immortal bad. There you go. 
Royal Fail, the Bennett's Thanksgiving Feast. Of course, when you see food on the table and everybody out there, of course, they do this and, and you know, at least Allie looks really hot as a fucking pilgrim. That I thought was really cute. She looks good. And she must do a lot of dress up and she looks damn good. Probably can do that cosplay stuff and really do some business. It's a cute girl right there. Notable. We'd go to Ring of Honor right now. A couple of things. And we also got to bring up Ring of Honor's final battle. We'll bring that up in just for a quick minute as we go through the takeaways. Notable. Matt Taven has unveiled his new kingdom. I mean, you could have said Royal, but Royal Fail, but I can't because, you know, they're just not, I mean, these people are not, not really amazing, like any anything that's like to write home about. But, I mean, when I saw their match against the, the Bullet Club for the six-man tag tournament, they were okay. I didn't mind that. So, anyway, the New Kingdom with Matt Taven right now, two indie wrestlers. One is TK Orion, based out of the New England area and a former college baseball player. This information is from WrestlingInc.com. The other member is Vinny Marseglia, young veteran, indie circuit out of Georgia. So, a bunch of no-names join New Kingdom. But Matt Taven still, I guess he just needed something to work off of because it was such a short-lived gimmick anyway, and the Kingdom, you know, they could probably still sell some new t-shirts, so that's what the whole idea is. Notable, Bullet Club being involved in the six-man tag team tourney tournament which by the way that's a bit of a not sure what to think about that i i just don't like the idea of ring of honor doing that it's kind of like where i mean i get tna doing the grand championship but ring of honor bringing back the six-man tag team tournament just doesn't do anything for me it's kind of just i don't know blah but again it's just their way of incorporating new japan talent which by the way i just don't care that's not your fault. Not their fault, but you know what? New Japan should be used for like an exhibition. To have them being used so much in storyline has turned me off on Ring of Honor. It's made me turn them off. I'm not watching them as much because of that. Like I want Ring of Honor against Ring of Honor. You know, I, yeah, it's fine if you do a couple of shows every year that are exhibitions where you see the New Japan town out there. But to make them part of the storylines, and not even the big names, okay? Because, I mean, for me, it's like, you know, Kamatachi and Dragon Lee and all these guys, eh, you know, they're fine. But, like, seriously, we're not going to get any promos out of those guys. We're not going to get any, like, real storylines or angles out of those guys. It's not going to happen with Japan because they're being brought in for exchange. And we know that most parts of New Japan town's not going to get... You're not going to lose. Ring of Honor is going to probably have to have their guys take the pinfalls for them. So I don't like that. And then putting them together in six-man tags and like these, you know, these uh, mixed tag teams, uh, just don't care about it. So then what happens? You know, these teams with, with a Japanese partner, guess what? Then most likely, tell me how many times a Japanese partner of the team loses the match for that team. That's what I'm talking about. A six-man tag. It's like it's a lot of it's a lot of money, a lot of time being used up, putting a lot of guys together, like giving them time to be in the match. Okay, but still, that doesn't do anything for me. It's just not. It doesn't important. There's more important things they could be doing besides a six-man tag team tournament. They have survival of the fittest, and they have the new uh, 
the, the, also the, they have the new prospect tournament. Those tournaments I give a shit about. The six-man tournament, no. I think it's just treating a tournament just to create a tournament and to create a title. Okay, the reason it worked in world-class championship wrestling is because you had a three-man team in the Freebirds. You had a three-man team in the Von Erichs. You had the guys who were so over. So sometimes when you didn't want to have the Von Erichs going after the belts, you had them going after a particular belt, something that was created for them, basically. Nobody really cared. It was just a matter of getting these matches together and having something on the line that meant something to them. So that's what they did. Anyway, Ring of Honor, final battle coming up from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City this Friday. Uh, what we'll probably do is, if everything works out, I will talk about it after the during the TLC Post Show coming up this Sunday night at kickapodcasts.com. Well, if we get it, everything works out and I get to watch it, then I will go ahead and talk about it on Sunday night. If we don't, then we'll bring it up on Wednesday night. So keep that in mind. Now, as for the matches we have, we have eight matches that are announced. Let's go through more quickly and predict. Anyway, Motor City Machine Guns will be taking on Donovan Dijak and the Cabinet. So what are we doing? A three-man? We're doing a, a, a handicap match, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Three, it's a six-man tag. So Motor City Machine Guns and Donovan Dijak against the cabinet. See, but that doesn't make sense to me because why is Donovan Dijak on the face team? I don't know. So anyways, I'll put the Motor City Machine Guns and Dijak over. They win. Colt Commander versus Dalton Castle. These guys teamed with each other before and now they're against each other. I say... Cole Cabana wins. They don't want to give Dalton Castle the wins. I don't know. They have him in a certain spot. They don't feel like pushing him up right now. By the way, it's also going to be bittersweet to watch this pay-per-view. I know this is the last time Steve Carino is going to be calling it. That sucks. Silas Young versus Juice and Thunder Liger. I'll say Liger wins. This is a fun match. Jay Lethal versus Cody Rhodes. I hope they get a lot of time for this match. This will be a fun match to watch. Cody wins, I think. And we are going to have the finals of the six-man tag team tournament to determine the first ever Ring of Honor World six-man tag team champions. So the kingdom, the new kingdom of Matt Taven, T.K. O'Ran, and Vinny Marseglia take on Kushida, Leo Rush, and Jay White. So it's the part Japanese tag team because I believe... ACH was supposed to be part of this team, or he was, and then he got hurt. So now, there you go. I say the Kingdom wins because that's the more formidable team. They have something more than they need over the Japanese team. So, watch. Leo Rush takes the pin, and the Kingdom win the six-man tag titles. I feel like they just want to have Matt Taven have a belt. The Young Bucks versus the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. I say, well, that's a fun match. Oh, my God. Young Bucks win. Young Bucks will win. Now, this is an interesting match because I don't know. There is. It's it's interesting. Marty Skrull, who I do not know. It'll be the first time I'll have ever seen him wrestle. 
He is currently the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. And I haven't had a chance to talk about that yet, but yes. So let's go and bring that point up. Bobby Fish lost the belt. So what happened was Bobby Fish has held the, held the belt for 194 days. Had a long reign. Longest reign in over a year. Next to Jay Lethal, who held the belt for 567 days. Now, the thing is, Bobby Fish, he won the Global Wars. It's one of the last papers he's actually talked about. And then Will Ospreay somehow was now involved with Ring of Honor, which is a big name because we've heard his name now a lot when it comes to one of the best matches of the year. I remember people talking about match of the year contender or, or candidate. So Will Osprey, for whatever reason, he won the Ring of Honor World Television title over Bobby Fish at the Reach for the Sky Tour in England, in Liverpool. And that was two weeks ago, almost. And then two days after that, Marty Skrull defeats Will Osprey to become Ring of Honor World Television Champion. I know nothing about this guy. So... He's a former Evolve wrestler. I had never heard anything much about him. I see that he also competed in PWG. And he went up against, oh, that's right, Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. Is that the match? I can't forget now. Forget about it. Anyway, so Marty Skrull worked in the independent circuit, worked with Progress Wrestling from 2012 to now. He did work at TNA for one year. And he was a part of the TNA British boot camp. I don't even remember this guy. Wow. I don't even remember. There was one point where he teamed up with the Blossom Twins. I I forgot all about it. I really did. Oh, that's right. Okay, Marty Scroll. I remember what exactly what this is. So it was a match with Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Let's remember this one. This was in England, right? And it was a Valentine's Day episode. And I remember in the match, Skrull did a suicide dive onto the metal railing there. <laughs> oh, my God, I remember that. Oh, my God, that was horrible. I didn't like that guy at all. I thought he sucked. I guess he's gotten better since then. But anyway, he's taking a lot. He's taking on a lot of guys. Just in pro wrestling, gorilla. Look at who he's taking on. Okay, so he made his debut at the 2015 Battle of Los Angeles. He lost to Rich Swan in a first round match. He also, oh, so he beat Rich Swan in a first round match. Won a quarterfinal match over Trevor Lee, who's in TNA. Lost to Zack Saber Jr., who was uh, in the semifinals. And then he had a match against Ricochet that he lost. He lost to. Kyle O'Reilly at PWG's All-Star Weekend. He won a victory over Sammy Callahan at PWG. And most recently, the 2016 Battle of Los Angeles, he defended Pentagon Jr., or now Pentagon Black and Lucha Underground, in the first round. Quarterfinal match, he beat Cody Rhodes. Semifinals match, he beat Mark Haskins. And then he won a three-way elimination final match against Will Ospreay and Trevor Lee to win the tournament. And August 22nd, he was signed to Ring of Honor. 
and now he has this match, and now he's the freaking Ring of Honor World Champion, World Television Champion, excuse me. Wow, what a time flies by fast. I forgot about that. So that's how I remember Marty Scroll. Now I know who it is. So anyway, I say Will Osprey wins the belt back. Four corner survival match for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, and then finally for the Ring of Honor World Championship. The former team of Future Shock, Adam Cole, defends against Kyle O'Reilly. And Kyle O'Reilly has been denied this belt for so long. He's been with this company for a long time. I think it's a time where they switch it off. I think the company will probably want to reward Kyle O'Reilly as his champion. Because he has worked so damn hard. I mean, still, like it doesn't matter about how well you talk or how you present yourself as a performer, but as an athlete and the guy, how he works on the ring is amazing. He's very, he's at his, he's at his a game right now. He is at his prime of his career. So I can see Kyle O'Reilly finally getting the chance here. He's gotten chances at the title before. This is probably the one he wins it. I think Kyle O'Reilly upsets Adam Cole. There you go. So anyway, that's ring of honor. Now let's move along to raw. And we'll talk more about our TV takeaways. Crowning achievement. Monday Night Raw, I gave a crowning achievement or crowning accolade just because of the fact that I said that this is a show that if you need a title for this show, we need more of that. Because <laughs> we need more segments like the bar fight, like the jumping backstage, and like the interview we had with Heyman. That kind of stuff stands out. Like, I mean, yeah. Hey, great to have a woman ma- women's main event. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Why don't you, we'll bring it up now. No, no, we'll, we'll bring it up in a few minutes. Anyways, another crowning achievement. Well, the Owens-Jericho-Rollins triangle, like I've mentioned that during the Royal rant, the Reed Roman Reed script, that's a little bit annoying, okay? And not to mention they have set up matches with Rollins-Jericho, Owens and Reigns. You now continue to create more rift for the eventual split of Owens and Jericho because Owens snaps when he is being intimidated by Roman Reigns and Owens flat out tells Jericho to shut up. It's to really make that stand out. So again, rippling effects, that split will come soon and people will be looking forward to Owens and Jericho. Because it will be, it looks like it'll be a pretty good split when they do it. Okay, crowning a uh, crowning accolade. Owens and how he <laughs> he does the post loss interview with uh, I think it was Charlie I forget her name, she's hot anyway, in his match with Roman for the title shot. He calls Charlie a heartless robot and also complains how she didn't give him water. I thought it was pretty funny. Now, I mentioned the Haven interview, the attention to detail, the unshaven face, the bloodshot eyes. Goldberg is in the Royal Rumble match. So Brock Lesnar is in the Royal Rumble match. So well done. Crowning accolade, Sasha Banks winning the belt back, the women's title for the third time during the Falls Count Anywhere match. Good ending. Again, they go over the top of these Raw matches. That moonsault off the ramp 
And then again, they do another way where they do more or less the bank statement, except this time Charlotte's pretzeled between a pair of stairs. By the way, the funniest thing, a part of that, that thing too, was the dude that got to have Sasha Banks sit on his lap for like 30 seconds at the end of the match when she when she sat right back and sat right on the guy's lap. Let me tell you something. That guy, you couldn't see any happier. First of all, eyes wide, bug-eyed almost. And then that guy, I never seen him cheer for Sasha Banks as much as I did right there. That guy was super excited. Like That's like you know life-changing moment for that guy. He's like, it will probably take that as a me as a gif, and he'll just like go over and go over watching. Like, he'll probably be in love and have the biggest crush on Sasha Banks forever. We'll just say it like that. A couple of royal fails at this point. This is on SmackDown now. Enough of the contract signings. Like I love Becky Lynch and everybody else, and Alexa Bliss I enjoy. Then the contract signing was fine. But can we do the same thing without having to be them in the same situation? Can we do something a little more with them, please? I just feel like it's just like, really, it's the same bullshit over and over. Contract signing, contract signing. You know, same idea where when you have all that going on with the... A few weeks ago where Bailey was in the... arm wrestling match with Dana Brooke same bullshit right I just didn't care for it it was just it was stupid it was dumb as whatever so I just can we just do I mean if we do the contract can we do something a little bit different something a little more I don't know interesting please something Royal Fail Ambrose Asylum TLC edition they even brought back the sign I was like oh well, we're gonna get out there and I'm gonna meet you up right there in the, in the TLC. I'm gonna meet you with the ladder chair. So it's the same stuff over and over. But the redeeming quality of that segment was the fact that we know that in the last match with AJ Styles dealing with Dean Ambrose for the contender, number one contenders match, Ellsworth has been. You know, he's been uh, interrupting. He's been involved in matches. He's he's colluding. Maybe not so much with Lesnar, but he did it in the Survivor Series match. He did it in the number one contenders match. And so AJ Styles decided to <clears throat> make an example out of Ellsworth. Styles clashed off the stairs to the floor. So Ellsworth now is out again. And I was after already having like a bad neck injury in the first place. So... We'll see how they play that out, but now it's the idea that, okay, the TLC match that they have, Ambrose and Dean will be now as it is. So that's interesting. Yeah, Dean Ambrose in a TLC match. Am I really excited for that? Well, at least it's AJ Styles in the match. Because I just remember that TLC match last year. Was it? Hold on. The TLC last year. Was it him and Bray Wyatt? Was that the one we saw? And then over, and whatever it was, it was like a really good match that happened before, right? And then all of a sudden, we get to the end of the match, and it's like, we have to watch Dean Ambrose throw Bray Wyatt through a table, like over, or tables like over and over, right? Or maybe I'm thinking of a different pay-per-view. Anyway, last year's, what a difference a year makes, by the way. When you look back at the previous TLC, oh, 
big difference in the in the groups and big difference in everything. Okay. So we have Sasha and Becky take on each other. New Day still as champions and a triple threat ladder match against the Usos and the Lucha Dragons. Rusev and Ryback. Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger. The Wyatt family against the ECW Originals. And then you had Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. Charlotte against Paige. Look how many people have left in like one year, right? Or not involved. And Sheamus. Remember when Sheamus was champion a year ago? Wow. How long ago was that, man? Jesus. Pretty funny. Somebody on Wikipedia here on this 2015 TLC pay-per-view thing. They changed all the names to their to their indie names. So somebody put in here uh, in the matches. Somebody put in the actual results. They put John Moxley and Kevin Steen, Soraya Knight, <laughs> Brody Lee, <laughs> Austin Creed. Pretty funny. So yeah, they did that. Anyways. Notable. Carmella taunting John Cena about Nikki Bella. And Carmella... Uh, Wow, Carmella, what a what a line they give her. Threatens to hit Nikki Bella so hard in the chest with a with a steel chair that her own Bella twins will pop out of her back. <laughs> that's a that's a new thing to put out there. I think Carmella probably like said, Can I say this? Wanna go out on the on the uh in the ring? I'm like, okay, sure. So WWE TLC coming up this weekend as well. That'll be on Sunday night from the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. We have six matches announced so far. In another disqualification match, Nikki Bell will take on Carmella. I say Carmella wins. I think Nikki Bell will probably get injured again. Probably won't be able to continue or something will happen where Carmella will be able to submit her to lose. So I say Carmella wins this match. Chairs match, Baron Corbin versus Kalisto. I say Baron Corbin wins. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Heath Slater and Rhino versus Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. I call an upset here. I say Orton and Wyatt win. A ladder match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. I don't know the back and forth about this, but I'll still say The Miz wins again. And finally, tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE World Championship. AJ Styles defends against Dean Ambrose. I say AJ retains. And there you have it. So finally, we leave it like that. We're in December. And by the way, the weather is like amazing right now. I cannot believe that still... This shit is like, it's, I mean, it's still 85 degrees outside here in Florida. I'm sorry, guys. I'm telling you that. You might be freezing your ass off right now. But let me tell you, it's amazing. It's 85 degrees like today. And still no cold weather in sight. So I don't know what's going to go on with that. What I would like to do here at the end of the show, I haven't had a chance to do this much. But I will do a thing like this some, once in a while. Um, yeah, I always do a little movie reviews anyway. 60-second movie reviews. I want to bring that into the shows now. By the way, if you have any movies that you think I should go see or I should watch that you would like me to do a 60-second movie review, click on Call Us Out 
the link at kingofpodcasts.com or write to kingofpodcasts at yahoo.com. Remember, if you have your own TV takeaway, whether it's a crowning accolade, a notable or a royal fail, write to me. And let me remind you once again, because it's been an hour since I said this. Okay. Anybody that writes to the show, whether you tweet it at King of Podcasts or you email me, you'll be entered for a drawing to win a $25 Amazon gift card. So there we go. So hope you guys take a vote on this and we'll do that. Okay. And then what I'll do is, is that with the winner, when I do get the final entrant on the December 21st edition of the Wrestling is Real podcast. So that's on what? Three weeks? No, sorry, four weeks from now. I will then announce the winner. No, actually three weeks, excuse me. So in three weeks, I'll announce the winner. And I will send you by email. You'll send me an email address. And I will send you an Amazon gift card for $25. There you go. I'll even consider making it 50 if there's enough people that do some shopping at amazonisreal.com during December. If there's a certain amount that needs to be hit, okay? If we hit a certain amount on amazonisreal.com, enough orders come in. How about this? If 20 items are ordered by listeners, 20 individual items are ordered by listeners before December 21st. It's a pretty big number to reach, okay? Normally we get, you know, 10, 15 orders by listeners every month. That's how much we get right now, okay? If we get the 20 orders for the month of of December, by December 21st, I will then double the price to $50. I'll make it a $50 Amazon gift card. So do some shopping at amazonisreal.com. Hey, you're doing shopping for Christmas. Remember, you want to do something really easy and simple? Amazon gift card. And tell them to go use that gift card once they get it in the gift card box by going to kingofpodcast.com. Or excuse me, going to amazonisreal.com, right? And you're helping out King of Podcast, just like that. So I hope you guys will take involve, take a chance and get involved with that. Like I said, give me your TV takeaways. Instrumental music that you think I should use for the open to the show. If you have music you want me to use as an instrumental for the show, how about that? If you have music that you've created yourself that you would like me to use on the program to open the show, and I'll even cite you. I'll even mention who the, who the music is and where it's coming from. The instrumental version. Give me that. Hell, I might even take a portion of the song and play it at the start of the show. Like, I'll take a portion of the song, like a good 30-second piece of it, so people can test it out for themselves. Then I'll use the instrumental, lay it down, put the track in for the opener to the show. I'll even let you guys do that if you guys want to get the word out there. So you got a lot of reasons to write to me. I'm giving you some reasons to interact. You're getting some stuff back. Or you might be winning a gift card. So I hope you participate. I hope you interact. And I hope you guys enjoy Ring of Honor's final battle this Friday. Enjoy WWE's TLC pay-per-view this Sunday. Until then, we'll talk to you Sunday. 
post show coming up here at kingofpodcasts.com. Think for yourselves, guys, and have a good night. To win a $25 Amazon gift card. So there we go. So hope you guys take a vote on this and we'll do that, okay? And then what I'll do is, is that with the winner, when I do get the final entrant on the December 21st edition of the Wrestling is Real podcast, so that's in what, three weeks? No, sorry, four weeks from now? I will then announce the winner. No, actually three weeks, excuse me. So in three weeks, I'll announce the winner. And I will send you by email. You'll send me an email address. And I will send you an Amazon gift card for $25. There you go. I'll even consider making it 50 If there's enough people that do some shopping at AmazonIsReal.com during December. If there's a certain amount that needs to be hit. Okay. If we hit a certain amount on amazonisreal.com enough orders come in how about this if 20 items are ordered by listeners 20 individual items are ordered by listeners before December 21st it's a pretty big number to reach okay normally we get you know 15 10 15 orders by listeners every month that's how much we get right now okay if we get the 20 orders for the month of for the for the month of December by December 21st I will then double the price to $50. I'll make it a $50 Amazon gift card. So do some shopping at amazonisreal.com. Hey, you're doing shopping for Christmas. Remember, you want to do something really easy and simple, Amazon gift card and tell them to go use that gift card once they get it in the gift card box. By going to kingofpodcast.com. Or excuse me, going to amazonisreal.com, right? And you're helping out King of Podcast, just like that. So I hope you guys will take involve, take a chance and get involved with that. Like I said, give me your TV takeaways. Instrumental music that you think I should use for the open to the show. If you have music you want me to use as an instrumental for the show, how about that? If you have music that you've created yourself that you would like me to use on the program... To open the show, and I'll even cite you. I'll even mention who the who the music is and where it's coming from. The instrumental version. Give me that. Hell, I might even take a portion of the song and play it at the start of the show. Like I'll take a portion of the song, like a good thirty second piece of it, so people can test it out for themselves. Then I'll use the instrumental, lay it down, put the track in for the opener to the show. I'll even let you guys do that if you guys want to get the word out there. So you got a lot of reasons to write to me. I'm giving you some reasons to interact. You're getting some stuff back or you might be winning a gift card. So I hope you participate. I hope you interact. And I hope you guys enjoy Ring of Honor's final battle this Friday. Enjoy WWE's TLC pay-per-view this Sunday. Until then, we'll talk to you Sunday Post show coming up here at kingofpodcasts.com. Think for yourselves, guys, and have a good night. The Wrestling is Real podcast is a presentation of kingofpodcasts.com. Follow the King of Podcasts on Twitter at kingofpodcasts or at facebook.com slash wrestling is real. 
the Wrestling is Real podcast is available for download Thursdays and after every Sunday night pay-per-view at kingofpodcasts.com, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Feedback to the show is always welcome. Go to kingofpodcasts.com and click on Call Us Out or email us kingofpodcasts at yahoo.com.